You're listening to the Sharper Edge Ministries podcast. Our mission, to train church ministry leaders to more effectively guide people to a passionate relationship with Jesus Christ. And now your host, Peter Lopez. Hello, ministry leaders, and welcome to another episode of the Sharper Edge Ministries podcast. Really glad to be able to spend the next few moments with you by way of this podcast. The release date of this episode is on Thursday, August the 13th. And as a church ministry, we have now begun to enter into an implementation of our final strategy, hopefully being able to come out of the COVID-19 crisis. So we essentially have developed now a fairly comprehensive strategy that is going to enable us to be able to continue this transition systematically from now all the way through the month of September and then October and with an implementation of various ministries. It's a good strategy. It's solid. And I believe will take place in a way that will allow the people to reconnect with our ministry in a way in which they're having confidence that we are taking this matter very serious and also in a way that allows us to continue to have solid impact with people, whether they are longtime members or attenders of our ministry or new individuals. Either way, that is the purpose of our ministry, to make the name and work of Jesus Christ known to both those who are believers in Christ and those who are not believers in Christ. This purpose is our driving force. Don't ever forget that. It drives us in everything we do and all the decisions that we make. Our purpose is continually guiding us. I want to make sure in this podcast episode that we spend just a few moments talking about the topic of not losing what has mattered. As our ministry entered into the months of January and February, we were at a high point. Our, our attendance was reaching higher than it had ever before. The decisions were, were uh, doing fantastic as far as the number of people that were being reached, uh, memberships, baptisms, everything was really full steam ahead. Our ministry had established a very solid culture. There was a very deliberate way about which we did things and then enters in COVID-19. Now, the crisis that we experienced tended to take things away from us that were important to us. It tended to to try to push us to do things that never would have been done before or to stop doing things that had become an important part of the construct of our ministry. I want to make sure that we talk about that. It is important that as we begin this transition out, You, me, staff, every leader of our church realizes that we cannot surrender or voluntarily give up some of the things that mattered most about our ministry. And this is where this podcast episode comes in. We cannot give up things that mattered most, but the COVID-19 chaos has pushed us to a place where it has changed us and tempted us to do just that. For example, think of the main elements that the crisis of this virus has created in us. One of the most significant things people have begun to experience, and many of us, whether you realize it or not, is fear. Fear has become a major driving force. So because the crisis is unknown, because it is uncertain, and because we are hearing that this virus, if you get it, you could respond one way, 
or you could respond in an entirely different way. It could be nothing more than allergies, or it could be life-threatening and taking the lives of many people. It's uncertain. If you contract it, which one will you get? How will your body respond? The uncertainty and the unknown features of this virus have created high levels of fear. So you need to understand that. Fear has been pumped into your mind and in your heart. When fear comes into your mind and your heart, it will rob you of everything God wants to do with you and through you. It will take away your Christ-likeness. The love of Christ drives out fear. Fear drives out the love of Christ. I want you to just recognize that this virus has created high levels of fear in people. And even if you haven't fully realized it in your life, it is what it's doing. It has also created a disconnection. There is a disconnect that we have been initially forced to do and then recommended to do. A disconnect. Disconnect from your family. Disconnect from your church. Disconnect from your work. Disconnect from in-person anything. Disconnect has been one of the strongest things you have been encouraged to do. In any other situation, we would refuse to be disconnected. But because fear is the primary driving force, disconnect is something that is voluntarily given. We will disconnect because of fear. Because we don't want to give the virus to our grandparents So we will disconnect because we are fearful of giving it to them. We don't want to give the virus to our parents. So we will disconnect from them because of our fear of them dying. We don't want to see many people continue to die in our cities. So we will disconnect from them. You see that fear is a main driving force of this virus, but disconnection has become another significant one. Isolation and disconnection. Because of that, what happens is people begin to change their actions. And this is, this is something that has even potential and happening within our ministry. We start to change our actions. We start to change how we do things because we are being driven by fear and we are being encouraged to disconnect. So we have changed our actions. We have changed how we do things. We have changed what we do or don't do. We have changed actions. And here's the thing we need to understand is when actions change, culture changes because culture is established on the consistent carrying out of actions. It is consistent actions that creates culture. So if we become inconsistent of our actions, then we will lose our culture. If we change our actions, then we will change our culture. This is why I am asking every single one of you ministry leaders to please follow this pattern, this thought process with me, understand where we are going, and understand what we are trying to accomplish in this. This is very important because we as ministry leaders need to make sure we fight this. Because fear is also an aspect of what people are experiencing in our church. 
And because of it, people are becoming disconnected within our ministry. Because of it, many of us are even changing the actions. We do things at church individually. When you come to church, you talk, you treat people different, you arrive different, you leave different. Your actions in our church are different because of the disconnection and fear. And what I don't want is I don't want that to change our culture, but it will. It will. So ministry leaders, let's pay attention to this. Here are the things that our church did prior to the coronavirus that mattered, that made a difference and established our culture. Here are some of the things. First, we had a extreme confidence in Jesus Christ. I mean, extreme confidence. He was the superior. We had every confidence that he was guiding us. We had every confidence that his way was the best way. We had every confidence that we were following his path. And because of that, we knew that we were filled with purpose. I mean, the sermons were filled with purpose. The music was filled with purpose. The lessons were filled with purpose. People were greeting with purpose. Everything had the purpose of making the name and work of Jesus Christ known. There was a strong purpose behind everything because we were so confident in Jesus Christ. Our confidence in him was a hallmark of our ministry. It was all about Christ, and we were unshakable unmovable because of our confidence in Jesus Christ. That led us to be a church of connectivity. We had strong connections here. The thing about our connections is they were with every single person. Our connections were with people who were believers. Our connections were with unbelievers. Our connections were with the most wealthy of our society that would come in, and our connections were with the poorest of our society. And we were authentic with each other. We weren't putting on facades or fronts. We had authentic connection with one another because of our confidence in Christ. And what that created in our ministry is everything we did was deliberate. I mean, everything. We deliberately talked about Christ. We deliberately welcomed people for Christ. We deliberately in our services did not talk about a whole lot of other side issues. We were so deliberate in our actions. We deliberately greeted people. We deliberately had everything we did was such deliberate activity. I mean, we were intentional. You were that way as a ministry leader. I was that way as a pastor. We were all very deliberate. And because of that, it created a very unique culture in our church. I mean, it was a vibrant culture. It was a unique culture, the kind of place that people would come to and think, oh, wow, like, what is this? I've never experienced anything like this. People were coming to us who were non-believers and they were saying, I can't imagine something like this exists. People would come to us from other Baptist churches and be stunned by the culture of our ministry. People would come to us from the Mormon churches, from the Catholic churches, from the community churches, from the Christian churches, from all types of other churches. They'd come and were immediately drawn by our culture. Now, these are the things that we did that mattered and made a difference. 
So here is what I am asking you now, ministry leaders, to join me on. Ministry leaders, deacons, all leadership listening to this podcast, please take this serious. I am asking you to regain your confidence in Jesus Christ. I am asking you to realize that if Christ says to do it, we do it. And even if doing it requires a certain measure of going against what naturally feels, we have to do what Christ says. Let's take his purpose back as the primary purpose for our existence. If we get to the place where we start living merely for survival, then we are dying. We live for Christ. We live to thrive. We don't just live to survive. We live for purpose. And I'm asking you as a ministry leader to regain confidence in that. And when you do that, I know that the connectivity and the deliberate actions will come back. And here is then what the connectivity and the deliberate actions I'm asking you to bring back are. Please join me join our staff, which I've recently talked to, join me starting this Sunday in getting back to these things. Here they are. First, I am asking you to come to church to serve. Through this whole process, we have got into a habit of coming to church to just sit there to, we always, so we can't sing, so we just listen, or we, we just sit, we come, we sit, we leave, and that's it. Even though your service might look different, you can still come to church to serve. You can serve in more ways than what you did in the past. And service means a lot of different things. All ministry leaders come to church to serve. Come to church prepared to serve. Come prepared to church prepared to make a difference in someone's life. I am asking you to get back to connecting with people before the service and after the service. Since we have begun, I have noticed that it has become the new custom of seeing even some of our most assertive ministry leaders come to church, sit down in your seat, wait for the church service to start. Once the service is done, you get up and you leave, maybe greet a few people on the way out. When prior to the virus, you would have arrived at church, you would have been walking around the worship center, you would have been greeting people, you would have been getting to know people, you would, ne you would never have just sat at your seat waiting for something to happen. You would have been out making something happen in someone's life, greeting and caring for someone. Ministry leaders and deacons, please, when you come to church this Sunday, come early and make your way around the worship center. Greet people. Talk to people. I understand some people are going to be sketchy about distance. You don't have to get close to them to talk to them. You don't have to even shake their hand. You can fist bump people. You could just stop and talk. So let's not use, I don't know how people feel, as an excuse because everyone's willing to talk. They just might not be willing to have you in their face or make contact with you. And after the service, do the same thing. Don't just get up and leave. Work your way around to someone specific. Go talk to them. Talk to the guests. Talk to people. Let's make a difference before and after. Let's get out of the habit of going to church, doing our thing, of sitting there, waiting, and then just leaving. Because that is not us. 
let's get back to the Maranatha way of being confident in Christ. Also, let's make sure that when you talk to people that you genuinely continue to care about them. Don't just talk about, well, how are you doing or the weather or are you surviving the virus? Let's get back to talking to people in deeper ways. Let's walk through their life with them. We need that. We need to walk through their lives with them. We need to experience life with them. We need to know what they're going through. We need to be genuine and authentic with people. So let's get back to connecting with people on deeper levels. And church, let's also get back to loving all of our guests. Let's not allow our guests to come to our church ministry, experience everyone just sitting there and waiting, and then everyone leaving, because that's not the way we do things. Let's get to our guests. I'm not saying to hug them or throw your arms around them or even shake their hand because everybody is different now. But we cannot use the fear people are experiencing to cause us to change the way we treat them. We can still talk to them and love them and care for them. I am asking you, essentially, ministry leaders, to join me on a very important cause. Our whole church needs to get back to these actions. We need to reestablish this. This is going to start with you and me as the ministry leaders. Let's make this happen. Starting this Sunday, let's be in church early. Let's make our rounds. Let's greet people. Let's be present. Let's love people and care for people. And during the church, let's do everything we can to participate. And then after church, let's continue greeting and caring and loving. Come to church to serve. Do not come to church. Just sit and go through the motions. You can still serve by making individual contact with people. We cannot allow this crisis to change the culture of our church. But if it changes our actions, it will change our culture. So right now we are being tempted. Let's go against the temptation, be confident in Christ, reestablish these actions, and drive the culture deeper into the the mindset, the fabric of our ministry. I know we can do it together, ministry leaders. Let's start it this coming Sunday. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast as you allow me as your pastor to share with you how important it is that we do not lose what has mattered most to us. Please understand every week is now a valuable week. Let's reignite who our ministry is, the way we treat people, and the confidence and purpose we have in Jesus Christ. Thanks so much. We'll look forward to seeing you guys this weekend as we continue to work together for Christ. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sharper Edge Ministries podcast. Today's episode empowers us to impact lives for all eternity. Together, we are making a difference for Jesus Christ. 